Now to Genesis, the second chapter, starting at verse 5. Um, the title of our message today is um, <coughs> The Making of a Man. And in dealing with the making of a man, you know, God put forth a lot of effort in that. And more than we would ever know. There's not a man, woman, or child on the face of this earth that can effectively define what a man is. Even though we're called men, we really don't know what a man is. We think we know what a man is supposed to do, but a man is so much more than what we are trying to do down here on this earth. Would you agree with me on that? So God is going to show us today in a mystery the making of a man. Now, I grant you that you will have to open up your ears and allow your heart to receive this in order to understand. But you know God is able, right? Verse 5 says in Genesis chapter 2, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Notice that word, before. It wasn't even in the earth, but he's talking about it. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. Stop right there. Sound like a blueprint, right? It seems to me that before things are manifested in the physical, there's a schematical blueprint and a process that it goes through in the spiritual. Would you agree with that? Because it clarifies here to us that before, and that word before is very important. But notice this. For the Lord God, verse 5, for the Lord God, the Lord God, mm -hmm, the ruler God, had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Why? Because there was no man to tittle the ground. Now watch this. Now, in the book of Ezekiel 34, verse 26, God talks about how he's going to bless us and those that are about our heel, and he's going to bless us with showers, and those showers are going to be showers of blessings. That's the word, right? So it had not rained the blessings down yet. Because why? There was no man to till the ground. Have you ever been so overwhelmed with blessings that they rot on you? Sometimes our knowledge, we can get too much knowledge and it rots on us because it's the overflow. That's why we have to give it out. He had not caused it to rain yet because there's no need to rain down all those blessings yet until man is made. But before man is made, man got to be prepared. 
Right? Now watch what God did. Did not God make him out of the dust of the ground? We'll get to that. Notice in verse 6 what it says. The rain didn't come down, but in verse 6, there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. You see what happened there? Sometimes God has to turn things upside down in our life in order to prepare us. Amen? Now, it doesn't make any difference whether the water comes from below out of the earth or whether the water comes from above is still water, and water represents spiritual blessings of God. And every blessing starts in the spiritual realm first. Right? So, here's what God does. He allows this mist, these blessings, to come up from the earth. Because we're not ready yet. Because man is not there to till the ground. So he don't want to cause a flood of blessings yet. He's got to prepare man. Now, notice what God does. The water or the mist came up. And it watered, blessed, the face of the ground. See, God had to bless the ground that he was about to make man out of. You understand that notice? Because everything in God's creation, God did not touch. He just spoke. But when it came to man, God not only spoke, but God put his hands on man and formed. You can't form nothing unless you put your hands on it and shape it. So, God can't touch that which is contaminated. So he had to bless the ground first before he began to make man. It's called preparation. You see, you can't get the fullness of the blessing until we're prepared for it. Otherwise, it'll hurt us. Amen? You find people, they always want more and more and more, but we haven't learned how to do with what we got. We haven't even learned yet how to do right with what we got. But we're calling for God to give us more. Why? To kill us? That's what we're going to do to ourselves if you're not prepared for all those many, many, many blessings. Well, it hadn't rained yet, the Bible says. So God is in a preparation state. And what he's doing is he's about to allow man to be prepared for his formation. So in verse 7, it says that, and the Lord God, look what he did. He formed man. He put him on what we call a potter's wheel. Amen. Mm-hmm. He put him on the potter's wheel, and he began to form him out of what? The dust of the ground. You see, he had already blessed the ground, right? So if the ground was blessed, then the dust was too. Now, the dust means rubbish. Ain't nothing in it, right? Y'all heard this before. You can't grow nothing in dust, right? Because it don't have no ingredients. 
Because God didn't want nothing else to be in, him, in us but him. Amen. All the other animals and everything on the first half of the sixth day, all these animals came from the earth if you read the Bible. Man came from the dust. That's a big difference. See, the earth got ingredients in it. All kinds. Iron, calcium, you know what I'm saying? But God said, now look here. I'm going to make him out of the dust, out of the rubbish, out of nothing. I'm going to put myself in him and make him something. But here's the thing. This word form means God made his bed. You've heard that before. In the Hebrew, the word form means to make one's bed. So God made man, formed him, and then he stepped into him, right? When he breathed the breath of life into him, he stepped into him. That's what he did. He stepped into him. In other words, he laid in his bed called man that he had formed. And then he did what? He rested, right? Mm -hmm. When sin came in, it disrupted God's rest in us. Amen? Now, let's see what God is doing here. He says here in verse 7 that, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. In other words, he breathed into his face the breath of life. And man lit up because Jesus said that I'm the light of the world, and, I, and John the Baptist said that's the man that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So it's called life, people. And here, when he breathed the, the, the breath of life into the nostrils of man, the Bible says man became what's known as a living soul. That word soul there means he went on a journey with God. So when God brought us out of his bosom, he put us on an eternal journey with him. See, what we're in now called life is forever. It doesn't matter what we believe, how we believe. It really doesn't matter. We're in it now. Now, here's the deal. Lord, help us. Where are we going to spend eternity? See, that's the question now. Because, see, what God, see, okay, if we were made in the image and the likeness of God and God can't die, how can we die? See, death to us is simply another transition, a womb that takes us into another birthing place. We talked about that before. That's all death is. It ushers us out of one world into the other. Just like the baby is ushered out of one world, out of the mother's belly, into this world, right? A womb is a womb. It doesn't matter. When you leave here, we're in a womb now called this body. And when we leave out of this body, it's going to... The womb is going to release what's in us, right? Amen. Amen. So here's God. God, he does a wonderful thing here, the making of a man. Now watch verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden, that's your soul, eastward in Eden. Eastward, it's always within Eden is the delight of God. So all God did was he placed man's soul in his delight, right? That's all he did. 
The Garden of Eden is the soul that's in the delight of God. You can look all that through y'all all you want to. You start looking in here. This is where the Garden of Eden is. And the Garden of Eden is when you're in the delight of God. And the Bible says, if you delight yourself in me, I'll give you, you know, all them things that we have to. He said, if you delight yourself in me, that's the book of Psalms. He said, I will give you all, not some, but I'll give you all these things. Because the Lord, he delights himself when we delight ourselves in him. Amen? So, he put man eastward in Eden in his delight. And there he put the man whom he had formed, whom he had made his bed in. See, because you see, I don't want to sleep in a bed where I'm not delighted at. Do I need to sit down and shut up? I don't want to, and God don't want, I'm serious. God don't want to lay down in a bed that he's not in delight of. Verse 9 says that, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow, not some trees, but every tree. Now, here's tricky. Here's where it gets tricky at. See, first of all, you got to understand what them trees are. Those trees are people because the Bible declares that we are trees of righteousness in the book of Isaiah. So, first of all, you got to know what you are. You got to know the book in order to understand what God is saying. All right? Now watch this. Watch what God is telling us to do. After he formed him, he says in verse 9, And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree. He made every man out of the ground, didn't he? <laughs> now watch this. That is pleasant in his sight. See, when he created man, he created man in the likeness and the image of him. Don't you think that was pleasant in his sight? Amen? Before man screwed up. Right? Everything was okay, right? Until. Until. Then it got rough, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It got rough. Then. Now we got to toil and fight and plow and sweat and scratch. And that crazy. And all that good stuff that sinful people do. You know how we are. We do that. That's why God sent his only son to help us. That's why he say none are righteous. No, not one. There ain't nobody following God. We're all liars. But here's the good thing. Jesus died for the liar. So all Jesus asked from us is to trust him. And keep on walking. And he'll help us get to that place. But when we get to the point where we can't be told nothing. When we get to the point where we're rebellious, when we, you know, the Bible says rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. That's witchcraft when you rebel against God. And if you rebel against leadership, you're rebelling against God because God is the one that, hey, all, all we can do is give it out to you. You know what I'm saying? I told somebody, who that, I, you ever seen a sheep lead a shepherd? It's always been the other way around, right? Anytime you see a sheep leading a shepherd, you better get out of that fold because it won't be long before a wolf eats you up because a sheep will get you killed. Amen? 
Watch this. Verse 9. He said now, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Mm-hmm. But this is what God did. He put the tree of life inside a man and he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil inside a man. Mm-hmm. You see, he gave him a choice. Then he gave him free will. And now them two trees in the middle of him and he's looking at them all the time. And his mind going this way and his mind going that way and he's constantly having to choose right from wrong. Sometimes you win. A lot of times you lose. People will throw you away, minister. God won't. God loves us. Your family will talk crazy to you. And won't uphold the good things that you do. But they'll highlight the bad things real quick. That's people who are in the church who say they are anointed of God. And we're all guilty. None are righteous. No, not one. There is no place for self-righteousness in God's house no place for it. We're all screwed up. Huh? And the worst one that's screwed up is the one that ain't got sense enough to know they screwed up. The one to make you think that they're not. That's exactly right. You said it, and I ain't got nobody be mad at me that heard that I do Sometimes I need a little help from the audience <laughs> to keep me out the fire. Mm-hmm. I'm slow walking. Now watch this. Now, here's something that we've got to understand about these two trees now. It's on the individual level. You got that tree of good and evil in it, the knowledge of it. And you got that tree of life in you, right? Now watch this. Watch that. You can choose from it at any time. But God said, I made every tree available to you. You can eat from it. But then he put them two trees up in the middle of that thing. Now, there's a lot of trees we run into every day, right? Talk to me now. Now, every tree that's feeding you the tree of life, he says it's good for you to eat from it, right? But then you got them others out there that's trying to get you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Have mercy, Jesus. He said don't fool with that. But the choice is ours. Now, in church, we talk that stuff. Talk like, yeah, amen. Then when it comes time to do it, we just crazy as a bat. <laughs> yes, we are. And that's why I say none are righteous, no, not one. We all just ought to shut up and let God be God. Yeah. That's what we need to do. Every one of us. Because every one of us has been crucified in Christ so that we might live again. Have mercy on our soul. Because it's getting harder. 
It's getting deeper. It's getting more dangerous in the church. It's more dangerous now. It's getting more dangerous now in here than it is out there. Oh, yeah. But Jesus said it was coming. He said it's going to come a time when they kill you and they'll be thinking they're doing God a favor. See, this ain't no time to be unconscious of your surroundings. It's time to be alert. That's why I like streetwise people because streetwise people know how to survive. Church folk, they don't know how to survive. Church folk miss a meal. Oh. Church folk can't go and bathe a day or two. They go crazy. See, street folk know how to go months without bathing. Baby, you can smell them a month or a mile away or a block. Hey, but we know how to survive. We know how to survive. Now, in verse 10, we're in, put verse 10 up there. Genesis, second chapter, verse 10. It says, at a river. Went where? Out of Eden, the delight of God. Mm-hmm. And what did it do? It watered what? Somebody say, my soul. Mm-hmm. That's what it did. You see, that river is the spiritual intelligence of God that brings all the many blessings from above. Where did it flow? It flowed out of where? Out of the delight of God. Did not God's word say that if you delight yourself in the Lord, in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. That means that when you, when you delight yourself in God, that spiritual river will flow out and water which is to bless your soul. Understand that? The reason why a lot of us aren't going any further is because we don't have no delight in God. And the river can't flow. How can the water flow if the tap is not open? Think about it. Think about it. See, we closed the door on God. And notice what he did. And from thence, it was parted. Mm -hmm. Once that thing was released into the soul of man, that spiritual intelligence from God, it became into four heads. That means it became totally, it took man totally up, seated at the right hand of Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. You see what that river does? It takes a, That's why Jesus, God said in the book, we're the head and not the tail. We've been living like the tail too long. See, that's what we've been doing. We've been living like the tail too long, you see. See, in order for this to work for you, you've got to believe it. And faith comes about what? Hearing. And hearing come by what? The word of the Lord. But how can you hear without a preacher? Hmm? How can the preacher preach if he ain't been sent? How? He says a preacher. Many are called, but few are chosen. Call, being called means you got an interview. That's all it means. Being chosen means you got the job. You understand what I'm saying? Next verse on the screen. Now, this word 
in verse 11. I think 11 is next. It says that the name of the first river is the what? The Pishon? Pishon. It's called the Pishon River. Mm-hmm. Now watch this. That word, Pishon, means to enlarge. And you got to understand that Jabez said in the book of First Chronicles, I think it's 14, to enlarge. Bless me indeed, O Lord, and enlarge my territory. See, God, first thing that God did for us when he made us is he made us the capacity to be enlarged. Some of us are living too small. To be honest with you, all of us are. All of us need to step it up another way. We get, we could because, because God wants to enlarge us. But watch where he wants to enlarge us at first. All right? He says here in verse uh, 11, 2, 11, Genesis 2, 11, it says, the name of the first is Pishon. The Pishon River means to enlarge. And that is which compasses the whole land of Havilah, Havilah and there is gold there. Well, the word Havilah, the land of Havilah, means increase from within. So as God, as he enlarges us, he increases us from within. You see, the more we know about God, the greater ability we have in God. Because God is flowing the increase in us. Not around us, but in us. Before it can flow outward, it's got to flow inward, right? See, all this is going on inside of you. Now, it says here that within that increase is a land of gold, right? Meaning that it's spiritually pure. It's good gold in us. Has anybody ever found any gold just walking around along the road? You don't find gold. You don't find treasures like that, do you? How you find treasures? Whole lot of digging. Whole lot of work. Right? Whole lot of work. And guess what? You got to go through hundreds of tons of rubbish just to find one little old ounce of gold. <laughs> so that's a lot of work. Think about it. But God said now, in this land, you know, it's gold. And the gold you find there is good. We call them nuggets. Amen. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Verse 12 says, And the gold of that land is good. But he says, There is bedellium and ox there stone there too, meaning that there's a new mindset there. You believe that, don't you? I say you believe that, don't you? Do you believe that God can put a new mind in you? If he can put a new spirit in you, he can also put a new mind in you. He can make you do things that you weren't able to do before because you can't do what you can't see. You've got to be able to see it. But if you can see it, you can accomplish it. The problem is, is Satan has blinded us from seeing anything. So we lose sight of what God says, and what happens is, is we get ourselves in a lot of trouble, don't we? goes on to say in verses 13 
And the name of the second river is the Gihon, the Gihon. The Gihon River means a whole lot of laboring. Well, I'm going to let you know something right now. Ain't nothing going to happen unless we put forth the proper effort. Just like, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, just like it is when you go to work, you labor, you don't have no problem with it. We call why? You want that money. But you won't do that for God. See, you love that money more than you love God. Oh, yes, you do. Don't lie. Don't lie up in here. You love that money more than you love God. You can be dying and get up and go to work. Because don't think on your mind, I'm going to make me some money. I got to pay these bills. But when it comes to God, I'm sick. I, ain't, I don't feel like going today. It's raining. We find all kinds of excuses. We'll even volunteer to work on Sunday when we know we need to hear the word of the Lord. It, it, when it ain't mandatory, no, here I am, Mr. Charlie. I'll do this for you. But when it comes time for God, mm-hmm, that's us. That's us now. That's how we do this. He says now, there's going to be some laboring involved. The same is that that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. Ethiopia is the origin of man. That's what it means in Hebrew. And the origin of man, remember when we first started this sermon today. Remember how much labor God put in preparation before he even created man? And look how much labor he's still putting in him with all these rivers. That's coming out of him. He's still working. You see, like I told you, if you know your Bible and y'all been taught it here, in the first chapter, God rested on the seventh day. In the second chapter, he becomes Lord God. He becomes the ruler over that which he created. God might have rested, God the creator. But God the ruler, Lord God, he ain't rested. He's still ruling and super ruling. See, you got to know your Bible. See, them little words, they'll, they'll shift on you real quick. And if you ain't got the Holy Ghost in you, you'll go right over. You won't even see it. You'll be blinded. That's why you need a teacher. That's why. Because the Holy Ghost is going to show me what it ain't going to show you. It's going to show me what it don't. It's going to show me what it don't show you. And then after me, it's going to show her. But there's still order. There's order to it. The origin of man comes with much labor. Amen? Look at verse 14. And the name of the third river, which is about done. And the name of the third river, uh-oh, somebody's thinking to be resurrected. The name of the third river is the Hedekel or Heidekel River. You know what that means? 
rapid success or rapid increase. You see, see, y'all didn't even catch that. See, if you'd have grabbed that, God would have took you to another level just that quick. See, what God wants to do, see, God done already put a rapid increase in us. See, things are happening so fast now in your life that you won't even be able to keep up. I told you it was going to happen. Because God said it would. And God can't lie. You see, all a man needs is a launching pad. You give a man of God a launching pad and watch, see what he'll do. All he needs is somebody to believe in him. That's all I needed. Don't forget your job, lady. I said, don't forget your job. Don't you forget your job. Don't you forget your job. All y'all that's in relationships, don't forget your job, ladies. You're that platform for that man to go places. But if you shoot him down, instead of looking at the good part, and you stuck on that little stupid part, Everybody do stupid things. Then you right, you're doing with the devil. You you're you're of the devil because he's the cue of the brethren, and his job is to destroy man from the beginning, and he used Eve from the beginning to kill him. So be what you're supposed to be, be that launching pad, and watch that man of God excel with a rapid increase and a rapid success. And guess what? When it overflows, where's it going to flow? On you, because you're in position, ladies. Don't ever be afraid to encourage a man of God. I don't care what you see him going through. <laughs> he got to go through in order for him to come out. Who do you think this is? Patty Kate? This is life. This thing is dangerous. And it's hard. And it makes a man wonder sometimes. Lord, help me. Because it seems like sometimes the more we do, the worse it gets. The more complaining. I'm in somebody's business today. I'm in somebody's business today. Don't you dare get mad at me today. You take this whooping. You take this whooping because you need it. You need it to get back in place. Inspire and encourage one another so that they can enlarge and increase from within, so that they can be strength-wise laboring, and so that they can receive the rapid success that God has for them. And the Bible says in verse 14 that this thing, the Hedekiah River, it says that, it is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. Hmm. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. So we know that this Hydekel River, this spiritual intelligence that goes east, east to Assyria, we know that it's going to bring a rapid increase in our life. Because we're talking about how God made man. God made man to first to be enlarged. He made man 
to also increase from within through these rivers, this spiritual intelligence. He made man also to labor in his works because he labored for us. He also made man to go about and give us a rapid increase. He made man so that man would not take forever to get where he's supposed to be. There's a place in us, if we just tap into it, that can get us where we need to be real fast. Now, I've experienced some things, and, and I've experienced that you can get so blessed and so fast, until, but you, you got to have some wisdom with this, too. Because it, it'll mess you up. Yeah, if you get it too quick. So, so see, it's, it's a lot involved in it. Now, it's a lot involved in it. But the last river is the Euphrates River, which means breakthrough. Everybody's looking for a breakthrough. Whatever your present status is, you're looking for a breakthrough. Yes, you are. You're looking for a breakthrough that's going to take you to that next level in your life. Am I right about it? But the breakthrough didn't come until we decided to allow God to enlarge us and increase us from within. The breakthrough was the last river. The breakthrough didn't come until we did some laboring in God. That's another word that people don't like, laboring in God. But we'll do it for that man. We'll go there every day. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I got me a job. Yeah, God gave you a job, too. The first job that Adam had, God, first thing God did was put him, give him a job and put him in a ministry. He said, now, go name these animals. The first thing he did. Without laboring, there is not going to be the rest of this stuff that comes forth, this Rapid increase. And without the rapid increase, there is not going to be no breakthrough because, see, it takes a force to get a breakthrough. And see, when that river goes to ushering in you, it's going to break some things. That's why the anointing breaks yokes, the Bible says. That's why Isaiah said, the Lord spoke in Isaiah and said, this is the fast that I call for you, the one that breaks yokes, you know, not just over here that you make on your own. No. You see, see, you got people that do this as a ritual every Sunday. First Sunday. It's a ritual. But this is what the Bible says about communion. And when y'all get time, read it. First Corinthians chapter 11. Read the whole chapter. One thing it says in 11, 28, it says, first thing, you need to let a man... Examine himself. He said, if you take of this unworthily, just communion. He said, that's why many of them are sick. The church full of sick folk. And this is why a lot of them are sleeping, which means they died before their time. This is what he says about this right here. But we make a once a month, every ritual. We don't hear, but churches do. Y'all need to listen to me and understand what the Word of God says as opposed to what mainstream religion is doing. 
See, it's a big difference between what they're doing in religion than what God is saying to do in that Bible. He said, let a man examine himself. He said, don't take this thing unworthily. He tells leadership to discern the body. And if the body ain't healthy, I don't have no business, and brother don't have no business having communion up here until the body is prepared for it. That's why we don't do it like a ritual. We do it when it's the right time to do it, when God releases us to do it because he say, in as much as you did it, and in as much as you do it, you do it in remembrance of me. And we dirty, and we're not right, and then we're going to come up here and touch. What God say, don't touch if you're not worthy of doing it. And we do this not only with this, we do it with everything. We, we contaminate the Bible. We make a whole new religion out of speaking in tongues. We make a whole new religion out of water baptism. We do all kind of crazy stuff when all we need to do is go by the word of God. That's all we need to do. Now, God said, who reports you going to believe? Are you going to believe what's written in the word and do it that way? Or are you going to do it the way Bishop Jojo and Apostle Dodo, they do it. Because they got 50,000 churches and they got 50,000 members. But this is what the Bible says. That because the way is straight and narrow and the gate is real narrow, he said ain't but a few going to make it in. But he said now that road that leads to destruction, he said that thing is broke, you know. I hate to say it, but a whole lot of us church folk going to wind up in hell. God help our souls, all of us, because ain't none of us made it in yet. The Bible says, whosoever endures to the end shall be saved. Not the one that started and quit. It is a long journey, but it's a longer one in hell. It sure is. Now watch this. Verse 15. And the Lord God, see that word Lord God? He's ruling now. He was called God in the first chapter, wasn't he? And God rested. Then he took up Lord God, rulership. I hope you all understand that. He says that in verse 15. And the Lord God took the man. Look what he did. He put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. Now, we know that the Garden of Eden is a man's soul in the delight of God, right? That's what it means in Hebrew, the original text. This is what God did. He said, now, look, I'm going to put you in my delight. And I need for you to do this. I need for you to keep it, keep your soul in my delight. And I need for you to dress it. Now, <laughs> how do you keep it in the delight of God? By obeying God. Well, we all come short of that. Mm. But we try, don't we? So there's hope, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how do you dress it? With the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you dress it. You keep it with obedience. You dress it with the word of God. That's how you keep and dress this soul. Amen? 
There's no other way to do it, right? <laughs> he gave us a job, didn't he? All right. Now I'm going back. I'm going to hit you again. Now we got a job with God. He said dress him and keep it. Did he not? That's a job, right? We got that job man gave us to him. <laughs> See, you thought I left that. I ain't left that. We got that job over here. We do what that man over here tells us to do, right? Why? Called the what? The dollar bill. But the dollar bill, which is the greatest Bible in the world, because everybody got it, and it says, in God we trust. But we left that part. We don't see that. We don't see nothing but the denominations on it. We don't even look for in God we trust on it. That's it telling us. Boy, it's hard, it's tight, but it's right. It's tight, but it's right. God give us a job. He said, dress it and keep it. But we do a shabby job. Yeah, we do. This man say, now get on your knees and clean that out money, and then you get up under there and you clean. All for a dollar. Yeah, you will. Yes, you will. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But here's what the problem is, church. What's wrong is what you're doing over here when it comes to dressing and keeping. You, ain't no labor being put in it. See, that's the problem right there. It ain't, it ain't, that ain't the problem what you're doing. That can only be a problem if you let it be a problem. But dressing it and keeping, that's not an easy job. That's not an easy job. Because I wanted to quit a whole lot of times, but I hear my granddad say, you, you can give up, but you can't, you can give out, but you can't give up. Because the weight gets heavy sometimes. And when you have to carry a church, it gets a whole lot heavy. And then you got to carry your own crazy self. And then you got to carry your wife. Then you got to carry your children. Verse 17, I'm done. Verse 16 says, let me go 16 and 17. It says, then the Lord God commanded the man. Look what he did. He commanded him. He said, of every tree of the garden, which thou mayest eat freely. In other words, didn't I tell you? There are some trees you can eat from, and there are some trees that you can't. Those that are eating from the tree of life, those are the ones that's encouraging one another to do right and to live right without beating us down. Because it ain't going to do no good to beat a man down that's already down. You ain't doing nothing to help that man make it worse. But he says in in verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't you eat of it. Now this is a command. And all of us have broke these rules. For in the day, mm, day means it's required. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, somebody say me, I, I should feel it down. 
If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, church, give me some music, if you would. You probably have to cut that phone. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, we'd all be dead. Every one of us would be dead. Because every day, I myself and you too, we eat from that wrong tree, don't we? Somewhere along the line, we eat from that tree that kills us. You know, God went through a lot. And the reason why God was so adamant about regaining his creation called man that he was willing to give his only son is because God knew what he had put in man. He knew the labor. And he knows what man really is in accordance to him. We don't know. See, we're looking through a glass darkly. But when he comes, he will know as we are known. And he said, when he comes, we'll be just like him. That's a powerful revelation. Right now, we don't know what we are. We call ourselves men. We don't even know what a man is. None of us know. Because our little finite mind tells us that a man is somebody to go to work, take care of his family and all that. Look here. All that's well and good. You're supposed to do that. But that ain't what a man is. In according to God's standard. He's much more than that. Much more. And what God wants us to do is learn to honor what he has said we are. And if we do that, then he'll honor everything that we have over here. Whether it's family, possession, it doesn't matter. If we just honor what he said over here. Now we got a terrible challenge ahead of us, all of us. And my heart burdens for people. And sometimes I don't have nobody to talk to but God. And sometimes I don't even think he's listening. But he be listening. It just be me and my pity party. Because if you look and listen to me now, if you're looking for man to understand you, ladies, it ain't going to happen. Men, if you're looking for women to understand you, it ain't going to happen. It only goes so far. And then you got to deal with the real issue. Earth, wind, and fire, fire put out a song that said, after the love is gone. Then what? See, you got to see love is a commitment. See, anytime you hook up because you think love is a feeling, that love ain't going to last. You got to go into this thing knowing that love is a commitment. Just like you got to be committed with God. God was committed to us because God so loved the world that he committed his only begotten son to us. 
He gave it. That's commitment. If he'd have been, if he'd have went by how he felt, never would have happened. If Jesus would have went by how he felt, he never would have went up there and did what he did. If I went by how I felt, I wouldn't be married to her now. If she went by how she felt, she wouldn't be married to me now. Because we don't always get along. But we got sense enough to work it out. Because God demands it to be worked out. Oh, if you think you're going to go in and don't have no trouble, you don't know nothing about life. See, love is a commitment. That's the point I'm trying to get you to understand. How can two walk together unless they agree? They can't. Amos 3.3. You got to be walking. You know, one can't be walking for the devil and the other walking for the Lord. Even though the devil get, all, get in all of us at times, but look, we, we still know. Okay. Got to do this. We got to walk this thing out, you know. We can't let it get us, you know. So, I say that in closing that, you know, God has been good to us. I hope y'all have been able to learn something from this, you know. My back is hurting. I'm tired. I'm tired. But I ain't so tired that I can't do my job for God. And that's why you need to learn from leadership. Under hell and high water, I still do my job. You need to learn from leadership. You need to understand leadership and what leadership goes to. Am I right about it? Am I right about it, minister? It's tough. But you know, with a few good men and women to help we make this thing happen in the Lord and with the help of God. We made it happen all these years. And it'll continue. Brenda, come on up and pray them out. Y'all keep the Sister Doris uh, on your minds. Keep her in prayer. Keep her in prayer. Keep her. Test Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 Powerful, powerful. I pray.